Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Get a Verizon Business Unlimited plan from the network businesses rely on. Hey, Monica, with 5G Ultra Wideband in many more cities, you get up to 10 times the speed at no extra cost. Hello, downloads in no time. Plus, unlimited premium data and hotspot data to keep the signal flowing and your teams going. Come in or book an appointment with a Verizon business expert to find the right plan for your team. 5G Ultra Wideband available in over 1,700 cities with Business Unlimited Pro 2.0 smartphone plan. Speed comparison is to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Download speeds may vary depending upon network and coverage conditions and content optimization for 5G Ultra Wideband. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Wow, we are back. Welcome everyone to Benzinga Cannabis Insider. It is Tuesday. Mr. Patrick Lane, how are you today? I am good. I'm good, Mr. Javier Haas, my international man of mystery friend. I'm going to say that on every show from now on, by the way. I just really enjoy it so much. But um, life is good. Coming back from a little a little holiday weekend here in the States. So, you know, our inboxes are, are crime scenes. But it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's fun diving back in, right? The, oh. We came back to a crazy Omicron market. Uh, I'd be, you know... Guys in the chat, let us know how you're faring in the market. Uh, that Friday after Thanksgiving, today, yesterday, it's it's been a wild ride these past several market days. Be curious to know your thoughts. Yeah, man. It's been a crazy, crazy few days. Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who, who you know, where you're standing, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving down here. So uh, I had a very cool weekend to get caught up on emails and start my ah. week. Imagine How that. How jealous are you? I'm pretty jealous. A clean <laughs> inbox is is something that um, wow, man, that's that's like mother's milk. That is impressive. But to, I'm I'm going to Uruguay tomorrow for a conference, so you know the the inbox will be blowing up again. You know, for the out of office in a couple of days. So of course, good and bad. Of course. Well, Javi, should we should we talk about a couple of things that have happened today? Uh, what what do you what's caught your eye? What, what's uh, big for you? One of the, the most interesting pieces of news since our last show, and this was um, from, from last week, but uh, the Taliban announcing an alleged cultivation uh, agreement for cannabis. Uh, the, the whole story was pretty funny because the, the Ministry of the Interior uh, went on Twitter and said, there's this Australian company called Sea Farm investing $400 million into uh afghanistan to uh grow cannabis and everyone's like how come if, if you know the taliban seems pretty pretty strict on, on on their drug policy right um everyone was very surprised they reached out to this australian company to ask what would happened uh and if this was true and the australian company said no way we're not doing business there and this is not true so then the ministry came out again and said, oh, yeah, it's a different sea farm. This one is from Germany. 
So now what we know is that apparently there's a German company who is going to invest $400 million into Afghanistan to grow cannabis under the Taliban regime. Because during the U.S. occupation, it seems, cannabis was a very important part of the Taliban economy. Interesting. Talk on that. Uh, I don't even know how to respond to that, right? It's uh, like, good? Question mark? Like, uh, I mean, even when yeah. the most restrictive regimes in in the the in in our our current time are are accepting cannabis, I guess that's a good thing. If if we want to try to look at it in a positive light, right? yeah, I guess it's progress. I mean, it'll be good for the people there. I mean, the the fact that we dislike the government there does not mean like the people need to suffer. So yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, a good incentive for the economy, medicine for the people probably makes some people up there a little bit chiller i don't know <laughs> god i hope so that would, that would be ideal um Interesting. yes no the thing that okay so shifting gears for a second that's obviously big news strange news still somewhat unconfirmed news right so so we'll figure out what that means in the coming days i hope um what about this this harborside transaction um the big, new big. Yeah, it's big, right? Tell me how big it is. <laughs> I mean, it's big. So Harborside, H-B-O-R-F, is buying UL Holdings. It's a, a, a cannabis retailer that owns Loud, Loud Pack. I think it's like $90 million or something like that. What, what they're saying is, 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 is this will be the biggest cannabis platform in California. Um, disputable, but... Uh, certainly interesting, right? So, so this is a business combination that will result in a name change as well. Harborside will now be state holding, uh, state house holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, it will trade in under under new symbols. And in Canada, it'll be S T H Z. Right. Um, very interesting stuff. Uh, you know, they, they expect you know gross revenue of one hundred and sixty five million dollars for the first nine months of twenty twenty one. And it's 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 pretty um, pretty balanced. Harborside may, is making uh, about fifty seven million so far this year. Urban Leaf made forty five point nine, and Loud Pack another sixty one million. Yeah, it should be a pretty unique combination. Um, and I and I think what's interesting to me, and we've talked about this on the show before. Be curious to get you you guys in the chat your your thoughts on this rewind maybe six months, maybe even three months, right, ago, the California market has been an absolute up for grabs state, right? You've had had people that have kind of created a niche. And then in recent months, you've had what seems like a little bit of an uptick, right? You've got the parent company doing their thing. You've got Glasshouse brands doing their thing. You've got um, Ease and what they've done. You've got Forefront building that giant facility um, I forget the name of the city that that's in. It's not Stockton; it's somewhere else. But, but, um, but you've had a, a lot of momentum coming in the state of California. Still, a lot of these major, you know, MSOs not really, not really a part of that yet, right? But it's been interesting to watch some of this unfold. Now, now, Javi, does that mean that California is is less open season than it used to be? Does that mean we're going to start I mean, seeing some of this? I don't know. The dominoes fall. It's an eternal debate, right? Like, like people in California say there's 
room for for much more growth and it, it it's like the largest cannabis market to date to i i recognize that it's the sixth largest economy in the world but it's yeah. also very saturated right in fact like the, there's another move you know uh, you know derived from saturation that was very interesting that was emerald health announcing it's it's retiring from cannabis right so i'm i, I am not sure what you know where, where we stand in california right now it's a little bit of both there's there's a bit of saturation in, in certain parts of the markets and there's certainly opportunity for for the the smarter players and i don't know value players as well yeah well and you got to expect some of this so the emerald news not entirely unexpected right uh, it's a company that's you know had some divestments with sky bioscience and uh, Emerald Pharmaceuticals, right? There's there's a couple of different ways that that company has branched out, right, in, in the market. Um, but when it comes to backing out of cannabis, some of these biotech and pharma plays, they're going to have to kind of kind of oh, yeah. put up or shut up pretty soon, right? Like it's it's oh, going to yeah. have to be one of those. I mean, what do they say? Seven to ten years to build a full clinical pipeline and take a product from you know uh, idea to to commercialization we're kind of at that mark for some of these companies now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it happens like not all investments pay off. It's, it's right. only natural, right? It, it would be more worrisome if every company was thriving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think it's interesting to see how they're differentiating. We've had a lot of those folks on recently, Cardiol and some of these other players in that space. Um, and it's been interesting to watch how they've differentiated themselves, especially in IP, how they're choosing to get through the clinical process. We don't have to belabor this, but I do think it's interesting how some of them have survived uh, and even thrived. You know, oh, some yeah. of them are fairly well positioned, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it takes constant reinvention and, and, and rethinking and recalibrating, right? And it seems that is what Emerald is doing right now. You know, they, they're selling these assets, focusing on, 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 on you know, pharma, it's sad. They, they have to allocate their their money smartly, right? And we've seen right. that also a lot in Latin America, right, for instance. And I think that is kind of a, a, a topic for the show today and a good segue for our first guest, actually. But, you know, one thing that we, we did see a lot in Latin America were many of the bigger players, uh, especially Canadian, uh, a few years ago, just spending millions and millions of dollars, you know, developing uh businesses that would not necessarily thrive and, and some of them had to to scale back right and recognize okay like let's cut our losses you know right. we saw we saw canopy do that we saw freya uh, and aurora do that right um so it's 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 the natural course of the market right after an era of exuberance and and, and a lot of excitement now reality has settled in and, and you know, we realize that only some can survive. Absolutely. I mean, the, the <laughs> toughest part is the execution and the, the differentiation from the pack, right? So it's it's a fun stage, not not for everyone, but it's a, it's interesting to watch, that's for sure. And one With of our friends, you know, who's, who's been not only surviving, but thriving in the Latin American region is Jose Basachar. He is the CEO of Vertimed, we talked about uh, his drug being approved in Peru for cancer-related pain uh, last week. This this drug is, is similar to, to Sativex. And uh, let's bring Jose on. 
Hello, yeah. my friend. Hello, guys. How are you? Patrick, Javier, thank you for the invitation. And it's great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, it's our pleasure, man. It al always is. Guys, you, you guys in the chat, you know Jose well. We have Jose on, and, and every time it's like seeing an old friend, right? Jose, you've, you've been around with us for years now, right? And, and you've, you've cracked the nut a little bit here, right? You've had some real momentum uh, even in the last week. How does it feel, man, to, to feel that under your wings? Um, well, relieved because it, it, was <laughs> a, it was an accomplishment. You know, like one month ago, we got the first product approved in Brazil by Anvisa under the pharmaceutical regulatory framework uh, and recently in Peru, as Javier just said. So I think it proves the, the case uh, that we, we pitched in 2018. It's, it's been uh, you know long now, it's going to be more than three years. Uh, and we, we basically thought that, well, if there is a law that's not going to change is the pharmaceutical law, for cannabis derived <laughs> products and that's what we tried we pursued since uh, day zero and as anything in pharma it, it takes longer to materialize and get the product done and get the, the r d and the, the regulatory process you know the actual registration and the license to sell in drugstores under prescription as it's going to be in peru and brazil it is uh, tough and it takes time and it needs resilience and also the agencies you know Anvisa and Dijemit the, the FTAs from Brazil and Peru they are also uh, learning about it they, they are building the regulatory framework on, on the go like there's a basic set of rules and they improve it they tweak it they, they, they are trying to create uh, uh, um, something that will be homogeneous for anybody coming after us. But we are paying the price of, of getting a lot of things done. But, but now it's really the moment. I think also I want to mention, I think we were very fortunate uh, to, to finding the right uh, partners. Uh, since day zero in Canada, uh, Transform Pharmaceutical, TIPT, that has developed our products in Canada, Sarivex, or in Peru, it's called Sarivil, is, is, is their uh, uh, accomplishment. And we have a very solid partnership with Cleverly's, which you know, guys, Clever is, is, has really a state-of-the-art operation in Colombia. And we have four products of, of them in, in Peru and two in Brazil. And hopefully, you know, soon, right, really soon, the second product that we have in Brazil, we also get a foodie license, uh, I expect, uh, this year. So it, it's been a, 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 a very tough ride to, to, because we had to convince people that uh, we would be able to accomplish it. And now it's time to, to deliver. So it's just, okay, you really okay, you say, okay. But now the game begins, actually. Now we have to sell. And it's all about, you know, execution and getting the product here. It's all imported. Uh, the deal with the drugstore, the, the pharma, pharma chains, uh, talking to doctors, getting the prescriptions. There will be nothing sold that is not under prescri prescription. So um, 
like, like I like to tell my investors, you know, well, we are going up the Everest. So I, I feel like we are almost there, you know, base three, you know, like we, we, have a, we have another seven products to register next year. Then we reach the top of the Everest next year, December. But then my job is to get us all safely down the Everest because going up and dying there doesn't really count. So we go up and then I have to bring everything down, you know, safely back to base camp, back to everybody's home and deliver the, the revenues and positive cash flow and, and, and break even. And then I, I, I believe that in two, three years time, you will see someone more relaxed than I am now. And, uh, <laughs> I, 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 it's very hard to get relaxed because it's like, it's just uh, an intermediary accomplishment. I think it gives comfort to our investors. It provides more confidence into, in the future. But again, uh, we are not getting down yet. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's important, of course, but it's, it's not the last, the last thing we must do. We must be a profitable company, a stable company, and we must also do this in other countries. The main target of Verdemed is achieving this in all the six major jurisdictions, so Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Chile, Argentina, and Brazil. And that's also a long way to go before we, we, we do all of this. Can you give us a sense of, of the market opportunity, right, as, as maybe compared to the US or Canada, right? Because, because sometimes we, we don't dimension how big an opportunity markets like Brazil or, or even Peru present for, for you know, cannabis companies and cannabinoid science companies. No, Javier, you, you, when we talk about, well, you know, guys, I am a new Canadian. I've been there for over 10 years now. I'm Brazilian, but, but also Canadian. And, and they're very different worlds. You know, US, Canada, now Germany, that are about to, to make it legal. In, in Latin America, we don't have the, the, the uh, nor the medicinal cannabis, much less the recreational cannabis. What we have is the pharmaceutical cannabis. So I think that whenever I talk to investors, I say, look, we are also an optionality. Whenever you come with Verdamed and any company in Latin America, basically you are buying the option of the law changing. And we having a hemp law, you know, a hemp act in Brazil. We have it in the Congress. We have it in, in, in Mexico. You're Argentinian. You can, you can tell it better than I do. So I, I think Latin America will fall in line with U.S., Canada, and Europe when I think it's very hard to, to predict. And, and, and the size, it's like, I think it's, it's, it's sizable, but it's never going to be like the, the US opportunity. We have to be realistic. You know, Latin America will be a net exporter of cannabis, just like what, what, what uh, Avicana is doing, as, as uh, uh, Clever are doing. Because here it's always going to be cheaper to produce the flour, the oil, and, and then ship it to, to Europe. And if they manage to export to, to the US, but, but you know, in Latin America, even the recreational use, the adult use is not as it is in the US. So even when we cross that barrier and let, let's assume that tomorrow or next year, everything becomes legal. 
uh, it's not going to be the same rate of consumption because cannabis is not as uh, the perception of the population is very different. So I believe in the medicinal market. That, that I, I am a true believer. I, I really believe that OTC, creams, oils, everything that won't need a prescription, uh, like the, all the products that came from the U.S. Hemp Act, that's going to be big. That's sure. going to be massive, massive, because Latinos love novelty, love trying new things. It's the hype, but it's it will take time. And the adult consumption, it, it, uh, for us in, in Latin America, it's much more a thing for how we're going to treat uh, the people that have been jailed wrongfully and the prejudice that exists, you know, against we are Latinos. So we don't say only the, you know, uh, uh, the blacks, Latinos, browns, it's us. It's all our population that suffers is directly. So we have to face our challenges like Mexico is facing is mm -hmm. let's pacify the country. You know, so our challenges is a, are, are different from the Americans and, and the Canadians. But I, I believe that in, you know, three, four, five years time, we will be there and, and we will see this as a, a major opportunity. So, Jose, and, and just in the, the limited time we have left here, that I think that was great. You've given us an outlook of, of sort of where Veritamed is. You've given us the market opportunity in Latin America and, and with some of these countries individually and sort of the timeline that, that you think is, is doable for, for uh, let's say, uh, the Latin American opportunity to really take focus, right? What In, in 30 seconds or so, just because we're short on time, give us the next steps for Verdamed, right? Where do you go immediately in the near term? What's, what's well, the first thing you're going to check off? No, we are just getting uh, the product from Colombia to Brazil, uh, the product from Canada to Peru, and we are starting sales. That's now it's 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 we must sell, bring the products to the drugstore, have sales team start talking to the doctors, getting the prescription, and now it's it's the company has very little sales right now. We are exporting uh, products from the U.S. on a patient-to-patient -patient basis. Now we have a scalable business model. We will be able to, to scale it up. So that, that's the real, the short-term thing is this, is get the products here, Peru, Brazil, ship it to the drugstores and get it out with the prescriptions. Fantastic. Jose Basajar is CEO and founder of Verdemed. As per usual, Great to have you here and keep an eye out for all of Verdamin's news. They're always on Benzinga.com slash cannabis. Good to see you, my friend. Thank you, guys. And with no time to waste, next up is Lucas Nocilia, president of Avicana Latam. Avicana trades on the OTC AVCNF, and I believe in Toronto it is AVCN. Lucas will correct me if I'm wrong. Lucas, welcome to Benzinga Cannabis Insider. How are you doing? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. You're correct, uh, Javier, on that. Uh, always a pleasure to share some time with you guys. Oh, man, it's great to have you. And and give my best to Aras and the team. You guys are, have really been been burning and turning over, over the last couple of months. I see announcements uh, fairly frequently. So you want to give us a, a quick lowdown on everything you've you've been up to lately? Sure, yeah. No, we, we, we had a great uh, quarter. Uh, 
and yeah, it came with a lot of of work and, and effort. We we knew uh, two years ago when let's say the the bubble uh, disappeared that it was a time to actually deliver. Uh, we always built this company knowing that it was a, a long term uh, exercise, and that's what basically we, we we've been doing. We we knew our uh, strategy of getting vertically integrated four years ago was challenging, but it was a need that we have. That was the only way to actually being able to deliver the, the quality uh, of the products that we are aiming at. Uh, and now we are seeing these things uh, getting materialized in uh, long-lasting relationships with uh, clients, uh, especially in the in the Latin American region, but also in some other uh, countries around the, the globe with sales increasing in, in Canada, which we think that that's very key because that, that's giving us a lot of insights and learnings to also develop our platforms, our commercial platforms in Latin America with our compound pharmacy model, Farmacia Magistral here in Colombia, but also closing deals on on, on actual pharma products in, in, in countries. Uh, I'm happy to hear Jose and, and their accomplishments. I'm very happy that these things are happening in the Latin American landscape. And the same is happening with us. And I agree with him that this is, just the beginning, but companies as us, we are starting to see the benefit of these four years of of, of a lot of effort on, on on building the capabilities from from seed to patient. Let's say that is awesome. What about today's news? I mean, because that that's the main reason we wanted you on today, right? Today you have some some cool news out of Argentina. What can you tell us about it? Well, this is just one more example on how this is a relationship that we started more than one year ago. It took us time to first, uh, uh, let's say, educate them a little bit on, on the benefits on, on, of working with cannabinoids, uh, the market potential. And after that, we decided the best strategy to, to, to start uh, registering our products to, to, to then commercialize it in countries like Argentina, where the regulations are uh, hopefully uh, getting you know, materialized and ready to go. Uh, so we we partnered up with a very prestigious company. Uh, they they're trusting our our capabilities, and the idea is to register the product in Argentina and launch it uh, next year. Hopefully, after we get the um, ANMAT, uh, which is a regulatory agency in Argentina, approval. But the good thing about these sort of relationships is you start with one product, but you're building a platform at the end of the, of the day. You're building a relationship, and for pharma companies of the region which are not the traditional big pharma probably in the us or those company uh, they are entering the the sector step by step and basically trusting the companies who did the the right work in the last year so we're happy to see that all that effort is now uh, as i said you know uh, becoming materialized in these sort of agreements and especially for me getting things like this happening in argentina are amazing uh, same thing with the seeds that we exported uh, a few weeks ago and they're going to keep exporting to Argentina because I'm seeing uh, the impact uh, the company is generating in my own country. And that for me, it's a, um, it's a milestone I'm, I'm hitting myself, you know, creating and generating this positive impact in the industry in Argentina, because this basically uh, means that in Argentina, they are leveraging on the efforts that someone else made already and focusing on their own capabilities. So pharma companies, on registration and distribution, uh, medicinal cannabis producers using the best genetics so they can they, they can skip the last four years 
uh, that we that it took us to 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 produce this sort of of of, of genetics. So seeing these sort of things happen personally for me in Argentina are great and I think they are very healthy for the industry because they're not only just uh, proof of concept but these are long-lasting relationships and normally it takes uh, in the beginning uh, depending if you're producing in, 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 the, in the in destiny or you're producing in Colombia it implies also commercial transactions when shipping API or shipping initial initial mm -hmm. batches of products you know yeah so so Lucas and, and and Javi thanks for the question this is a good one when it comes to these partnerships that you guys have crafted, these agreements, you, you, it's a commercial transaction. It's also, as you say, a relationship, right? That, that you've crafted. And I think that that's really unique um, when it comes to some of these partnerships, like the one you have with Al Harrington from, from Viola, right? Um, he really has carved out a niche for himself in what mm -hmm. he's done in, in social equity in the United States, um, the different products, that he's brought to market, I think are, are really cool. And you guys are, are assisting in that process. Can you talk a little bit about that one? Yeah, it's one of those examples where one plus one equals three or more. Uh, we're providing our uh, intellectual property, our efforts on the R&D side to ensure like those products are the best in the, in the market. And basically we are offering our platform to launch the, the brand in Canada with the best products and uh, this is happening uh, in the adult use channels and in the medicinal channels. And as you know, for us, uh, since in the beginning, maybe we, we were aiming at producing like better revenues in, in Latin America. But then we also decided to focus a little bit more uh, in Canada where, you know, the, the cake is way, way bigger. Uh, and this way uh, we are uh, generating a lot of, 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 of knowledge and, and, and brands that then we can bring to hopefully latin america uh, very soon and for us working with brands like this are a privilege you know because everyone's focusing on 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 their on their main capabilities let's say and this is something that at us has been working very hard on in the last months and now now we we're seeing again getting materialized and uh letting the patients and the users to 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 be able to access these these sort of products is, is great and the message behind it is also amazing and we are we feel very proud about it very uh, cool i know we're a little bit over time but i have one more question can i yeah i think we can yeah i don't want to say anything i don't see any producers complaining so you know you you, you say you know of course the the the, the, the colombian promises have not really materialized and in, in that you know it, the, the market was expected to explode really fast and the rollout has been slower and, and, and almost every company has been struggling with revenue. But as I watch uh, different filings, right, from, from, from Pharmaciello and Chiron to Clever uh, to Avicana, you know, I, I noticed that you're starting to generate revenue in your last, uh, in your last report. You know, some of the revenue did come from, from Colombia. I, I know you exported seeds and you're selling some, some cosmeceuticals. What, what are the current uh, revenue streams that your company has uh, in Colombia or, you know, stemming from Colombia and where are the opportunities, right? Because again, and, you know, not just for Avicana, like let's focus a little bit on Avicana, but also in the general market, because that's a question that I get all the time. It's like, okay, so how do you make money on the Colombian market? If this you cannot do and this you cannot do and this is slow and this is, so, you know, how are you making money and how else can someone make money? Sure, I think it's, it's pretty early stage, but for many verticals, like I'm echoing now here, Jose, who's basically an example of final products being exported from, 
from Colombia, and this is something that uh, it's going to happen for Avicana too, so 2022 sort of thing. But uh, as of today, it's, it's been mainly uh, API. As you know, Colombia has a big competitive advantage because we can export psychoactive or THC um, extracts, which is something not that easy to get in the global market. You cannot export it from the U.S., for example. And if you're aiming at Canada, then the, the prices are higher, right? Like that, that's where we were seeing the competitive advantage in cost being materialized. Mm -hmm. So I would say this uh, mostly on the API side, especially with the initial pharma companies producing their own uh, products and accessing, let's say, qualified and trustable um, APIs, but also seeds. The seeds for us is, uh, is, has good margins. And, and again, it materializes a lot of effort on R&D because to, to be able to produce stable feminized seeds, it, it, it gets time, you know, at least three, four years. So it's mainly focused on those, I would say, but moving forward, it will also, uh, we will also add to the, to the basket, let's say, final products. And I think hopefully Colombia will not only benefit from the raw material business in general, that being API and seeds, but also from the final products. I, I think Colombia deserves that for all the efforts and the investment and that was made here. And this is a function also from the authorities letting us register the products in a in a fast fashion, let's say, which is something we're 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 pushing every day uh, to happen. Because otherwise, you you have more incentives to bring your API to your own country and produce it and register the product in in, in your own country. And this is what we're, we're trying to to avoid because we think it's more simple, more more effective, more cost effective, also to do it directly from. From Colombia, but I will say all those verticals are now starting to 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 happen from Colombia to the world. Finally, you know, but it's a step by step exercise and setting expectations where they have to be. I think is the key uh, moving forward, right? Definitely, we all learned that. Well lesson. said. Well said. No, I think that the, watching this market develop is going to be really, really cool. Right. What, what you guys are doing, what um, Jose mentioned a few minutes ago, I, I think whether it's the, the near term effects of seeing some of these products come to market, uh, watching them them grow in, in volume and and um, in reach, I think is going to be really cool. Um, and, and, you know, the efforts that you guys are making are, are, are clear. So thank you for that. Thank you, guys. No, it's uh, Latin America is um, like, uh, I know you, you asked this to Jose. It's going to be a big market, probably. They're saying probably 10 billion or let's say between 5 to 10 billion by 2025 or so. And the pioneers as us, as, as, as Jose was saying, Cleverly, Skyron, Farmacielo, and, and there are a lot of good companies also coming uh, with us. We're going to take like um, uh, part of that, let's say, cake, uh, First, so I think that's where we're going to actually see the benefits or, or, or being the pioneers and making the early investment and, the, and taking the early risk in this industry. So uh, that's what we are oh, yeah. aiming at. Oh, yeah. It was a lot of effort and a big risk. Lucas Ancilia is the president of Avicana Latam, AVC and F for Avicana, the entire company uh, domiciled in Canada, doing R&D in Canada and growing fantastic cannabis, if I may say in the hills in Santa Marta, Colombia. Lucas, thank you for joining us. See you again soon. Thank you very, very much, guys. Thank you, Lucas. How cool, man.
I liked this. I thought that it was a really unique portrait of what's going on with these these two companies uh, and what they're bringing to market down there. And especially, um, yeah, thank you, Maureen. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think Lucas is a really, really great guy. Ross is too. Their company is, you know, they've been around for a little while and it's been fun to watch them grow. Oh, yeah. And thanks to everyone watching Tiny Pie Media, always around. Michael O'Connor. Uh, yeah. Your Moises from Brazil. Yes, you guys. And if you like this, if you like this content, right, be sure to tune in. What is it, uh, Javi? Nine a.m. daily for Cannabis mm -hmm. Daily. Elliot yes, gives you the the top news, everything that he sees in the morning, everything that's that's uh, that's first coming out. Like, subscribe, hit the bell, do your thing. Hit the bell. That's. I don't know. I don't know who says that. Yeah. I'm gonna say that from now on. You sounded very young. <laughs> hit the hit the bell. Yeah, that's great. That is us. Uh, I think that's a wrap for us. That's See it. you Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. I may not be here. I may be in Uruguay. We'll find out. But if not, Ooh. make sure to tune in. We have a uh, Chris Beals, CEO of Weed Maps, and then at 4:30, I think we believe I believe we have Perfect Union. Very, very cool, cool stuff. So Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Awesome. A pleasure as always, my friend. See you. Peace Bye. Out. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today. Home. They say it's where the heart is. They also say it's wherever you make it. They don't say it's where you unload your stuff, get tired halfway through unpacking, use some boxes as furniture, realize your oven mitt's in a box that doubles as a nightstand, don't want to buy a new nightstand, and use a towel as an oven mitt instead. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on renters and car insurance. Easier than grabbing a piping hot pan with a towel that's a bit too thin and trying to quickly get it to the counter. Ooh, hot, 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 hot. This episode is brought to you by Verizon. Get a Verizon Business Unlimited plan from the network businesses rely on. Hey, Monica, with 5G Ultra Wideband in many more cities, you get up to 10 times the speed at no extra cost. Hello, downloads in no time. Plus, unlimited premium data and hotspot data to keep the signal flowing and your teams going. Come in or book an appointment with a Verizon business expert to find the right plan for your team. 5G Ultra Wideband available in over 1,700 cities with Business Unlimited Pro 2.0 smartphone plan. Speed comparison is to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Download speeds may vary depending upon network and coverage conditions and content optimization for 5G Ultra Wideband.